Hello and welcome back to Look Who's Laughing, a comedy podcast presented by Motif Magazine. Today our host Jade Axel shares a few laughs with local comedy sensation Brian Bowden. Before we get started, we'd like to thank the sponsors for this episode. The Parlor, R1 Indoor Karting, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Grey Sale Brewing of Rhode Island. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Jade Axel, and this is Look Who's Laughing, Motif Magazine's comedy podcast. And I am excited for today. It is 420, and my guest is none other than Rhode Island's biggest comedian, Brian Bowden, and one of my favorites. Hi, thank you. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy to have you on this holiday. Uh, How have you been enjoying yourself so far? I played a lot of video games, uh, and then I just packed. I'm going away. I'm leaving to go to Jacksonville for the weekend. So so it was really kind of low-key. Yeah, you have a show down there, don't you, with your podcast crew. Yeah, Wicked Funny Podcast. Yeah. Fishbowl and Duval. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I did send it down uh, to a family member down in Jacksonville. It was like, you should go check out this show because I can't be there. Oh, they should totally come. Yes, they, they should. <laughs> and uh, hopefully this time uh, Frank will do his job and remember the mics. No, he doesn't have to do anything. This He's just showing up. He's That's just he showing up? Okay. Um, I was listening to a, one of your episodes recently, and it was alive in Connecticut somewhere. Yeah, and, and it, like that's the thing. I work with the whole podcast is ADHD, <laughs> and like the conversations we have about ADHD are also infected with ADHD. But we also all really, really have ADHD, and Frank's symptoms is uh, not doing anything for the podcast. That's his thing. He can't. He just oh never gets around to it. He's a procrastinator, and uh, and it shows all the time. Like his one job for that show was to bring a microphone, bring a microphone and a cord, and he said I'll do it. And then the day came and he goes I don't have I I don't have a microphone or a cord. Yeah, but you guys have such a great r- rapport with each other that it becomes funny for the audience who is now like interactive in your in your show. I don't know. Do you want all your shows to be interactive? Yeah. As that, where, where the audience is, like, heckling and yelling things out? No, I mean, not not in that sense. Like, heckling, oh, I should probably turn that <laughs> off, huh? Well, your phone's coming <laughs> <in now. laughs> That's actually Frank's Mexican wife <laughs> texting me because he can't give her information that he has for a trip that we're all going on tomorrow. So, that is the text that I got right now. So you're the Swear one passing on the information to a girlfriend or a wife. Yes. Information that I already gave to the husband. Well, you guys are... I hate him. (laughs) Well, you continue to work with him. I know. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, you also have Katie there. It's a good balance. (laughs) Katie? All right, so Katie... uh, Katie is one of my best friends in the whole world. She was on a podcast for about 100 episodes... And uh, she has bloomed in into this comedic beast that she she's really busy. She, she just took a step back from the podcast, so she's gonna she's still gonna come on every once in a while, but it was getting to be too much for her. And uh, and so she's taking a step back, which is great because it, it allows Frank and me to just open up the doors and do some other fun stuff yeah. that we want to do. So. Yeah, stuff you wouldn't do in mixed company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay so yeah so everyone if you didn't know uh brian has a podcast called the wicked funny podcast and you also have another 
uh, podcast called Your Music Sucks Yeah, podcast. Your Music Sucks with Craig Gass. He's on the Howard Stern Show. He ate Miranda's Pussy and Sex in the City. And uh, he loves heavy metal music. I love jam bands and hip hop. And me and him are best friends. And music is the one thing we don't see eye to eye on. So every week we send each other a song and make each other listen to each other's music. And then we break it down and make fun of each other. And we learn. That's cool. <laughs> we learn a lot. I've learned that a lot of my music is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it from other people telling you? No, like I always kind of <laughs> knew. But then when somebody's looking at you in the face explaining the music, it's like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That is a very dumb song. But I still like it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what music is. It's personal to each person, and they can like what they want to like. Yeah, so. and everybody else can go fuck themselves if they don't agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> And you can diversify and like new stuff, too. It's a, a ever-revolving door. I believe uh, Motif also has a music podcast. Um, all of Motif's podcasts are available at motifri.com. And this podcast specifically is sponsored by R1 Indoor Carding, Graysale Brewery, and Trinity Beer Garden. So we want to thank our sponsors uh, for... Uh, being our sponsors. And thank you listeners for listening to this. Uh, it's not the first of the podcast, but it is definitely the first with uh, me, Jade Axel, as your host. And um, like I said before, we're with Brian Bowden, and I want to talk a little bit more about you now that we've discussed your podcast. Mm -hmm. And I know you're a Coventry boy, correct? Mm -hmm. And you are also a wrestler? Yeah, I well, I was a wrestler. You make it sound like I still do it. <laughs> well, I, 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 you have the look, you know, and yeah, I know no, you like wrestling. No, in, so. hi, in high school, I was a, I was a, I was a, I was a wrestler in middle school and high school. I wrestled all through middle school and high school. Yeah. But Coventry was always like this big, huge, dominating force in wrestling, and so uh, until you came. Until I came. <laughs> yeah, I was on the team that ended an 18 year streak. <laughs> Years and that streak. is how you're remembered. And I think we lost by like two points, and I lost my first match of the tournament. So it's like, I feel like if I had just won that match, Coventry would be like, we would have had another year to go. Uh, I'm not saying I blame myself. It's a team effort. We lost as a team. But uh, the year the year before we lost, 98, that was the team to be on. We were, we were uh, New England champions that year. That was great. We, we you know. We're in the Hall of Fame. We're in the Rhode Island Wrestling Hall of Fame. I'm a Hall of Fame wrestler on a team that fucking lost. I, I believe it. I believe it. And, and, and you could still wrestle if you wanted to. No, you know? I cannot. Why yeah. would you say do because, what? Because because you need a you, you need a person who talks and like I'm talking about like WWE style wrestling. I did that. You did that. I did. But that, that wasn't in high school. No. Oh, okay. That was. I later. was a, well. No, I played. Uh, my buddy Ryan up in Maine started a wrestling promotion, uh -huh. and he invited me up to go be, like, the manager of one of the wrestlers. Oh, yeah, so you are a manager? Yeah, so I was a manager, so I showed up, uh -huh. and uh, I just had to talk shit to this guy, and it was beautiful. It was great. And it's what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the reason I bring that up, uh, whether you were a wrestler in high school, is because I, or were you popular in high school? Is that where your comedy started? Was there talent shows? When did comedy come into your life? Uh, I mean... Probably sixth grade, because I started staying home from school and watching comedy specials. Okay. And I remember being in elementary school, and then I would watch Santa Spotlight with Bobby Collins. And then all through elementary school, and middle school, mm -hmm. I dealt with bullies through comedy. I would just take the jokes that I heard and just flip them around and throw them on the bully. 
And then by the time I got to high school, I, uh, I became really popular, I guess. Like, I was accepted. Like, nobody wanted to fuck with me. I was on the sports teams. I really thrived in high school. I wish I could go back. A lot of people don't want to go back to high school. I wish I could go back. I feel that's where I peaked. <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I think you're doing really great now with your diversifying in these podcasts. And I know you also do fundraisers, comedy shows, um, just comedy shows that you're doing everywhere. And you were in Vegas recently, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't think you've peaked yet, but, you know, so... so no, say, if I can go back to high school and do it all over again, that'd be dope. It would that'd be, be dope. dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. What year would it be? Would it be the year that you were in high school, or would it be present-day high school? Uh, pre- I, it doesn't matter. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'd run high school no matter where. I, I just... I would own shit. <laughs> again. <laughs> well, high school's a lot different now. Did you have a cell phone in high school? No, I had a pager in high school. Yeah, yeah, I had a pager. Yeah. <laughs> but now they all have cell phones. They all have cell phones. It's so weird. TikToks. TikTok is the devil. I don't know if you guys yeah, knew that. That's I a fact. I agree. I agree. TikTok is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of mankind. Yeah. It's right up there. It is. It's right up there. Yeah. So, okay. So you're popular in high school. Mm-hmm. When do you step foot on a stage? 99. How old were you at that point? I was like 17, 18. Oh, okay. So you're still in yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah I was still All in right. high school. I just did an open mic. And that was the first time I stepped on stage. And then uh, I did it a couple more times. But then when I graduated that summer is when I really started. So so you've been doing this since high school. Yeah. with like a, It was like a four-year gap where I quit. Yeah. Why'd you quit? Because I was doing drugs and drinking alcohol. And I was going through like this really rough time. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And uh, that's all. That's when I eventually got diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. But that was basically the crux of it. Like all the symptoms adding all up. Yeah. So you're a comedian, and I kind of like to think of comedians as more than like more like Phyllis. They're philosophers uh-huh. to a certain degree. Of they're the they're the philosophers of our time. That's totally me. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think you do a lot when it comes to awareness of ADHD and even pop culture and like fatherhood and all the different things that you IBS even like you know there's there's people struggling with a lot of different things and depression is like a big thing in even the comedy community. That like and alcoholism and like you talk about mm-hmm. all these things and I think it's important to bring lev- levity to the situations. Do you ever see yourself as an advocate for what you do? Uh, no, no. No, just no. A- accidentally. Yeah, I guess I just kind of fell into it. Yeah. It'd be nice to be the voice of ADHD. <laughs> I mean, have they? Ha- do they have one? Is there somewhere we could submit a tape? No, I don't think they do. Yeah. I, I mean, they... uh, maybe we need to talk to some organizations, see if you could do a fundraiser for them. Totally, you know? right? And you could be the voice of ADHD. I think I should be the voice of ADHD. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a crazy thing. It's a, Yeah, but that's a lot of families struggle with it. You know, yeah. multiple people in a family, or if you're the only one in that family. Yeah, but that's what's great about the, the podcast. It's like, mm-hmm. if you listen to the first episode, the Wicked Funny Podcast is so different than the last episode because the three of us have shown so much growth Mm -hmm. like in figuring out ADHD how to deal with it I've had mental breakdowns on the podcast I flipped out and yelled at Frank and I'm I'm going to do it again uh (laughs) you know but like uh you take all that and you, you listen to this evolve and then there's one episode where Katie and me just have this real talk, this real conversation about 
what's bothering her with the podcast, what's bothering me with her and all this stuff. And and like a year ago, it wouldn't have been the same conversation. But because we went through this process of learning about ourselves, that's what that's what happened. And it, was, and it turned out to be great for everybody. I remember the earlier episodes, and, and I mean, we've known each other for like seven years now, yeah. so it, it, I've seen a growth in you and Katie and Frank um, as it's been going on, and it's really commendable. That's why I think you are an advocate, whether you realize it or not, in addition to being a very funny person, you know. Well, so. thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, well, I'm glad you're on our podcast, too, because uh, I knew if we started, we wanted to start with someone who's been in the game. For as long as you, I'm as in the you, game. you, I'm you have. Well, <laughs> I'm a legend in the game. A legend in the game. Jade in Rhode Island, in the Ocean State. So let's talk about that, because you are. You're, so you're from Coventry, and you've been performing all over, over Rhode Island, not just all over Rhode Island, but you've gone out beyond the Rhode Island borders that yeah. nobody wants to travel past. Yeah. You know, and you've you've gone and you've come back, and you still live here. I've never left here. You know, <laughs> I've never left. You know, I mean, the thing about local comedy is eventually uh, you become a big fish in a small pond, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and and it, everybody reaches a point where they either move away, quit, whatever. Uh, I don't know. That that just never happened to me. I just found a way to make it work here. And it's like, if I had moved away, my career would be completely different than it is now. Yeah. You know, and I've had like well-known comedians like have real honest talks to me about like why I should be in the city and what would happen if I was in the city and where they would get me in like like real well-known top-notch comics and uh you know and that's a compliment to hear that but you know that just wasn't my path yeah so so yeah I like I like being the big fish in the small pond I guess yeah well you know so looking at like 20 some odd years of Providence comedy. Have you, what ebbs and flows and changes or trends have you noticed occurring? Cause I mean, I've, again, I've only been in this area for like seven years. So I, I'm interested in hearing more. I don't know, there's like, there's so much to, there's like an underground world of comedy that people don't know about <laughs> in yeah. Rhode Island. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, it's it's weird. It's weird in a way. Like there's different trends that happen where it's like, I think it. You know what? There's no trends. It's just the same type of people that show up in other people, mm -hmm. right? So there's like the comedian that shows up and he's gonna be like, I'm gonna take over Rhode Island comedy. I'm gonna be the best comic in Rhode Island. I'm gonna be awesome. And then three months later, you've never heard from those people again. Like mm -hmm. you will never hear from that person again. And that person shows up like once every three years, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's a different person every single time. You know, and then you have like comedians that do it for a hobby and then comedians that want to make a career out of it. It's such a hodgepodge of people <laughs> all doing comedy. It's mm -hmm. a, it's it's amazing. But yeah. I like that. I like watching I like watching the growth of a comedian. I like watching a comedian go on stage for the first time and then seeing where they end up in comedy. Yeah. You know, I love doing that. So you've also been a teacher of comedy in Rhode Island. I did. I taught this lady named Jade one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were my teacher. <laughs> That's why this conversation is so easy. Um, but aside from me, having made it big time with Motif Magazine and this podcast, uh, who is your, your next most uh, famous student? I don't. I don't have famous students. You don't, you don't have any former, uh, any graduates. No, like it's. 
Well, that's the thing. Like, people make of it what they want. Like, mm-hmm. I had somebody that just took the class and, uh, like, a couple older ladies, and it's like, they just love getting up once a month to do mm-hmm. comedy. They love it. It's great. And they have just as much fun doing it as, um, like, Rui Montilla, who took the class oh, eight yeah. years ago, moved to San Diego, and is making a name for himself out there. Yep. Uh, he, like, Rui, I watched Rui go from never telling a joke, like, he's featuring now, and it's great yeah. to see. Um... I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, but a lot of like a lot of the times, a lot of the times, a class is like a bucket list thing where somebody just wants to try comedy, get on stage, and then from there, it's just you know. It's like where did they take it? In Rhode Island, there's only so many places you can go for comedy, and then there's and then there's outside of Rhode Island and and Providence uh, to expand upon. So okay, so where's the craziest place that comedy has taken you in the world? Uh, Hawaii was Hawaii? pretty dope. That was good. Went there for Craig Gass's birthday, and then we did some shows out there. That was cool. Actually, you know what? Craig Gass has been like the <laughs> he's been like my uh, my make a wish person. <laughs> like every time I have a story about like, oh, where's the coolest place you perform? It's like, well, one time Craig and me went to Miami, and we got to meet Dan Marino a couple times. A couple times. Uh, we did the. Chris Jericho, rock and wrestling rager oh, at yeah. sea, like that—that's crazy. Imagine being on a boat with a three thousand wrestling fans. That sounds crazy, like a dream. Crazy wrestling fans, nutso wrestling fans. It was a guy that dressed up like like uh, Scooby Doo every day. Every day he was on a cruise ship dressed like Scooby Doo, a full sweating Scooby Doo <laughs> in the Bahamas because that's what he wanted to do, yeah. <laughs> and people loved it. Yeah. <laughs> And I bet he's in everyone's pictures. Yeah, it, <laughs> everybody's in everybody's <laughs> pictures on that boat. Yeah. Uh, that that was probably pretty crazy. But I mean, I don't know. Like nothing really sticks out. I think it just kind of all falls under like, oh, VFWs are a thing, and then you know, like uh, you know, comedy clubs are a thing. But mm-hmm. no, nothing too too crazy, crazy. Yeah. So you're doing comedy. You're in Rhode Island. Um, is Mango Nation still still going strong? You know what? That's ADHD in a nutshell. Like, I'll go through a phase of, like, a year. Everybody that follows me, I'll call them Mango Nation because I call people Mango. And then that'll fall away for a little bit. And then it'll come back and go away. So, I is it still a thing? I guess. To your, <laughs> to your fans, Pamela. To my fans, the ones that know what Mango Nation is. <laughs> and then I have fans that are here that are like, what the fuck is Mango Nation? Why has he never said this before? <laughs> you have to go back. Yeah, like I have to go back and like do this whole Mango Nation there's, thing. There's a catalog, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, so, so is the entire uh, Wicked Funny podcast available on Spotify? We got Spotify iTunes, iHeartRadio. Like all of them. There's no like it, where it stops and you can only listen no, to all someone. Of them. And all how of many them. episodes are you up to now? Uh, 198. 198. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, yeah. that's, it's been going a while. Yeah. So, okay, so you don't have famous students. Um, what about any um, other comedians who have like looked up to you that you've taken under your wing and, uh, you know, I should be aware of. So with this podcast, I should uh, reach out to them. You know what? Like I, if you do, <laughs> do you recommend a, people ever? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't recommend anybody, nobody gets recommended. I can't play favorites. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
good. All right. I give people honest opinions yeah. of people, yeah. you know. And, uh, and I'm just looking to start stuff by yeah. finding who your favorite uh, is. But, but no, you know what it is? I've, uh, I'm also the talent coordinator at the Comedy Connection now. Oh, wow. So I try to keep everything in comedy black and white, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it's like, every, like, I don't play favorites because it's just, if you start doing that, then... You're playing favorites, right? You know? Exactly. Well, so, that's that's very ethical of you. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're you're great, Brian. I I yeah. really think we should connect. But if you y'all like, oh, age. what do you think of this comedian? I'd be like, oh, they do X, Y, Z, <laughs> and I and I don't like this, that, and this. And then so one I time they did to this. Specific yeah. Names yeah. And call people out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go through a list. You can go through a whole no. list. That'll be the next episode. That's, you want a good episode? You, you want call. downloads? Just give Brian a list yeah, of comedians yeah, we'll and say, what do you we'll think do of that. this guy? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you like this podcast, please share it with everyone you know, and we will have Brian back, and Brian will divulge. Uh, no, but there are a lot of fun. I also want to say there are a lot of funny. I don't want to make it sound like everybody sucks. <laughs> It's just funnier to say people suck. Like, it's not funny if I sit here and be like, oh, I like this person. They're so funny. No, that's not funny. It's funny when I say they suck. <laughs> so, um, if someone's starting out in comedy, what is your advice to them? Let's do this. Uh, email me at brian at ricomedyconnection.com. <laughs> that's, that's, your one. Advice? that's your advice and number say one, hey yeah, I'm, I want to do comedy in, in Rhode Island yeah and just say I want to do comedy in Rhode Island and I will hook you up <laughs> uh, because a lot of times people will try to do what they think comedy is mm-hmm. and it, it and it's like a train wreck <laughs> and it's a train wreck what is comedy not uh, you know like like I've seen people show up in like gorilla costumes and they're like I want to do my whole set as a gorilla and it's like <laughs> We're not going to do that today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. that is not that is not what we're doing. <laughs> like you said, you've never done comedy before. And now the first time you want to go up as a gorilla. Like if I showed up in a gorilla costume and said I'm gonna go up as a gorilla, the club would be like, "Why the fuck are you gonna do that?" But they would let me do that because because you, I've yeah. proven myself that if I want to do that, I can fucking show up as a gorilla costume and do jokes. Yeah. And they'll be they'll all be bananas. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be it'll be great. <laughs> Next time you see Brian, he's wearing yeah. a gorilla costume, yeah. doing banana jokes. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> the money's there, I'll do it. Yeah, so that's not that's not comedy when you're um, starting out. Yeah, but no, like set realistic goals. That's another thing. If you do, if like. That's another thing. If you're starting out in comedy, why you starting? Why would you want to do comedy? You're doing it for a bucket list thing. That's one thing. If you're doing it to actually want to be a comedian, number one, know that it's going to take about two, three years for anybody knows your fucking name. You know, in terms of like somebody to put on a show. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a long game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And a lot of people come in thinking it's a sprint, and they get chewed up and spit out because they they're just not. It's not that they're not ready. They just think it's a different thing than what it is. You know, mm-hmm. but it's a slow process, so get ready for it. But if you just want to perform one time, you know, you can do that too, and I'll hook you up. What about if you're female and in comedy? What advice do you have? I don't know. Stay away from all female shows. I don't like those. Because like, they won't let you on? <laughs> no, you know why? Because I look at female comedians as comedians, I hold mm-hmm. everybody to the same standard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't. I don't know, I don't feel the need to say, like, I always have a female opener, but 
Katie has been my feature. Christine Blinn is my feature. I get Maya Manny to feel like I love. I love female comedians, but I, I. That's the thing. I treat them as comedians, so I don't. When they say like they get treated differently, I don't see it because I'm not around it. You yeah, know, you're not the one doing. I'm not it. the one it's, doing. It's it. happening at other clubs. Yeah, yes. you know. So it. So yeah, like I just treat comedians like fucking comedians. Yeah. That's it. So 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 check out Brian's shows if yeah. you're a comedian and. Be weary of other shows. Yeah, like I've booked all female yeah. shows and just booked it as a show. And I didn't feel like, tell anyone that all the comedians happen to be. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like I feel like when you do that, you're giving yourself a gimmick. Right. You know, you become, you know, a female comedian, not a comedian. Right. You know. Or comedian. Or comedian. You know. <laughs> horrible word. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so that's where someone's starting out. And then, uh, what about you? Who are your idols? Who did you look up to or still look up to? Uh, Bobby Collins. I like him. Mm-hmm. But really, I don't, I don't watch any comedy. Nope. I don't watch any comedy. You're just None. making comedy. I'm just making comedy. I don't watch any. I am the worst comedy watcher ever. Because so- I... I see the jokes coming. Yeah. It's not fun for me. No. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nice if I know somebody that has a special coming out, I might check it out, but yeah, for the most part, I'm not watching comedy, mm-hmm. you know? So what are you watching? I'm watching The Lost, The Last Kingdom. Is it The Last Kingdom with Uden von Uhtred? You know what I'm talking know. about? Yeah, Last Kingdom. Oh, yeah. That's a dope yeah, ass a show. show yeah. yeah, see, look, Mike can talk. What, what, <laughs> what, 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 Mike what, talk. what platform is it? It's on, what platform is <laughs> it? It should be on the highest fucking platform there is, Jazz. <laughs> jazz! I called you Jazz! Like the fucking Transformer! All right, Optimus Jade. (laughs) I don't like answering questions where I have to give opinions. I like answering questions where you can say, Brian, what's this show about? And then for the next two minutes, I can just get excited about dumb shit. (laughs) Do people snort and laugh funny at your shows? Yeah. And they do you do. make fun of them I when don't. it happens? You I don't. don't. No. You don't. No, because if you make fun of somebody snorting, look, if somebody's they laughing, their nose. yeah, no, if somebody's laughing so hard that they snort, yeah. right, it means they laughed so hard that they snorted, and then when people bring that up, now the person that snorted is gonna think about not snorting next time they need to snort. So now they're gonna dunk, They're gonna. They're gonna die down their their laugh so that they don't snort. I say, come to my show, snort all over everybody. <laughs> My show's a snorting good time. <laughs> Best compliment I ever got in comedy was uh, this guy Tommy. He's my manager now. Mm-hmm. He uh, he said, watching, he put it on Facebook. He's like, watching Brian Bowden tell jokes at my club with the sound off is like watching people underneath a ship in a, in a storm at sea. Because <laughs> they're rocking. Because they're rocking, right? And it's like all at once, everybody's moving. Yeah. Right, and it's like that is the fucking dopest shit anybody's ever said about me. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a laugh that ripples through your body and yeah. flails you. Yeah, I you guess. know how I many of them were snorting? All of them, because they had the plague. Because we were on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's the fucking show. That's the show. The show that you said was the weirdest place you ever did. Fucking Erie Canal River Cruises. That is the show. I showed up to this place as a venue hall, right? I show up. Number one, I had to ride two hours in this car with this comedian named Will Hughes. He's from Saratoga, and he knows everything, everything about the Erie Canal. 
<laughs> and I found that out when he drove me an hour and a half to the Erie River Canal cruise. Will Hughes told me everything about the Erie Canal. He told me how much water per, per second. He told me how many years it took to get built. He told me what they do on the canal. I forgot everything he said, but for an hour and a half, he talked about it. And then by the time I got there, I just wanted to pee. And I go, hey, I'm just going to go pee before the show. And I went pee, and then I'm sitting inside the building. And the lady comes in, and she goes, she goes, oh, you're in here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for the show. She goes, oh, the show isn't here. It's going to be on the boat. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you have a function hall? We're doing the show on a boat? She goes, yeah, you're going to go out, cruise around for about a half hour. Then you guys are going to do the cruise, and then it's about a half hour, 45 minutes of sailing. And I'm like, sailing? What if, what if, what if I bomb on this boat? Like, I'm going to have to sit with these people. I'm stuck on this boat. And it's like, if I'm doing a show for a bunch of people that are going to take an Erie Canal River cruise, they're probably some uppity motherfuckers that aren't going to like weed and dick jokes. So I was kind of was, was stressed going into it, but it turned out to be a great show. Not only were they on board with dick and fucking weed jokes, but I had them mooning the sides of the canal when people were fishing. They were, they were, like, they were all standing up, these dudes would stand up like, like, hey, we got fishermen on the right! And they're like, right side! And they'd all shimmy to the right side of the boat and moon everybody. That's it was hilarious. great. Yeah, and then I got to drive the boat. So what turned out to be what I thought was going to be a clusterfuck of a shit show turned out to be probably the coolest thing. that I. And that's ADHD. Well, like the coolest thing, I don't even fucking remember it. It, it was the Erie Canal show. It was the Erie Canal. Not River Hawaii. Cruising. Not Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii was fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, if you could turn me into a place, it would be Maui, Hawaii. Yeah. For sure. You saw dolphins, right? Yeah. I saw whales fucking each other. <laughs> It was whale season down there, and it's in February. That's where all the whales go, and they yeah. fuck, and then they go back north. And uh, so like, you're just driving along the coast, and all of a sudden you just see a whale come out of the water. And How do you know they're fucking? Because I, <laughs> I heard them slapping each other. <laughs> they were slapping fins. <laughs> just hear them, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, one of them was like, oh, come <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah that's, that must have been amazing. Yeah, I have awesome. not been to Hawaii, but I have seen whales up close, and that is ridiculous. So I can't imagine them fucking because they were moving, swimming slowly below our boat, and that was enough to it handle. Was crazy. Yeah, mm. that was up in Maine. Different, different, probably whales. Different whales. <laughs> yeah. Those whales are on meth. <laughs> <laughs> they're, only, they're only fucking because they have to. <laughs> They got nothing else. They got nothing else. They're just fucking to get more meth. <laughs> but you cracked out meth whales in Maine. The Maine meth whales, what they call it. Oh my goodness. It's the meth whale migration. <laughs> you gotta go up in September for that. Oh my goodness. So, uh, like I said, Brian, you are not only a funny man, but you are an advocate for ADHD snorters everywhere and yeah. more. So much more than that. Um, I truly appreciate having you on the show today and thank you for coming in um if you want to catch brian you can catch him again on his podcast the wicked funny podcast and your music sucks podcast as well as probably at the comedy connection and at various places around new england the world the world <laughs> i mean motif is international anybody could listen to the, this podcast um and look who's laughing is sponsored by r1 indoor karting graysale brewery and trinity beer garden so thank you again to them my name is jada axel and i am so thankful that brian came on the show happy 420 i called you jazz <laughs> <laughs>
This has been Motif's Look Who's Laughing podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to once more thank the sponsors for this episode, The Parlor, R1 Indoor Karting, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island. We would also like to thank you for listening, and we hope to see you for the next episode.